0: 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon.
1: There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass
0: who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now.
2: Hey, it's Friday. That's a good thing. As we take you into the weekend, and it also means a Reardon Roundtable. And we're set to go with a lot of topics today. First and foremost, hello to Sue Thomas, who's sitting down making make herself comfortable. Hi, Mark. Happy we'll, Friday. We will have Sue's news in the um, the next hour. Jane Duker is with us, as always, this afternoon on the Rear Roundtable. Janie, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, it's Friday. It's nice and sunny out there, and I'm feeling pretty good. Mizzou plays Iowa State tomorrow, coming yeah. off a victory a couple of nights ago. I'm excited about that. Should be... A good game, and we do have a, a lot to talk about. Former county councilman, my former county councilman, Tim Fitch, the former chief of police for St. Louis County, is also with us this afternoon. Happy all Friday, right, Chief. Good Happy to see Friday, you, Happy Friday, everyone. And uh, St. Louis Alderman Jack Coder is also hey, with Calder. us. Pinch hitting <laughs> this afternoon. Can we say former <laughs>
3: Alderman? Or lame I duck. I'm still an Alderman. I tell it, you, like we're mid-April. all has been.
2: But we do say lame duck. At lame this duck. Point, I right? like this. It's yeah. fun being the lame duck, it, it by is. the way. I got to do that for like eight months. Yeah, you did get to do that for my, a while. My, my, my. Thank goodness that Dennis Hancock and You're not going to get seat. a raise. Darn. We'll get to that in a second. He voted for it. Yeah, I know. The they doubled the salary of the Board of Aldermen, which makes so much sense. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's start with the uh, Paul Pelosi video. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, the husband of the... Uh, Former speaker, we can say former speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Was attacked by a, a homeless guy with a hammer. I'm going to try to remember when this was because I've seen all these videos today, and I don't remember the um, the exact date of when it happened. Does anybody else remember when that happened? About it was six about months ago. December. December. Yeah, it's so been a while. there was a lot of controversy about this at the time because you had this guy, David DePape, was his name, and we never saw the video until today. And um, there were a lot of questions. There were some conspiracy theorists out there because uh, at first – and th- we also got some things cleared up today because Miguel Almodar from NBC News was suspended back in the fall for reporting on this case. And I think a fair number of us thought, wait a second, he, he reported – Exactly what the controversy was. There was mis- mixed reporting, I think, between the um, the FBI and between the local police. Now, what they released today was the uh, the body cam of what happened, and here's the audio of that, just so people can hear. And he is making. Prep. Oh, that's Nancy Pelosi. I don't want that.
0: Hi, hey how you doing? Oh yeah. What's going on, man?
4: Everything's
2: good.
0: Hi. Thank Drop you. the hammer.
4: Um, nope. Hey. 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 What is Pardon going me, on? Me, right I'm now? not getting any i
2: strong So at that point, the guy cracks Pelosi with the hammer and then he falls down. He's bleeding from the head. They're wrestling the guy down. My my main question about this, and by the way, there's another video because that's important. There's video of security video of the actual entrance into the home where he's taking the hammer, he's just, you know, cracking open the door and the window, and he gets in there. Now it, it's a brutal attack. Paul Pelosi's 82 years old. He easily could have been killed. It's a little confusing because when the police open the door, he uh, is standing there with the guy next to him, and he's got his hand on the hammer. And you can hear at the beginning, just I'm going to play the beginning of the audio again when they react.
0: Hi. Hey how you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good.
2: Hi. All right, so they say everything's good. Well, everything was not good. So, Chief, let me start with you as law enforcement. M- my main thing with this at this point, it does show that there there doesn't seem to be anything weird that was going on. The guy breaks into the house. There is a 911 call. The cops roll up. They don't know what they're dealing with, and then they they see now. Paul Pelosi. Some people might say, well, why didn't he run out the door? Right? Well, he had his hand on the hammer, and maybe he was confused. I don't know. Your impression? I showed you the video right before the show.
1: Yeah, if I was the officer, you know, when that door first opened, the I, I, first thing I think is, what in the heck is going on here? Number two is, did they have a burglar alarm on this house?
2: Well, that seems to or be Or was it just not no, set? And this guy was set. able to
1: break in and they did not get an alarm. And then uh, clearly the other issue I, th- I see is they should have released that video much earlier. It allowed all these weird conspiracy theories mm-hmm. to uh, develop and nobody was stopping them and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. If they would release that video much sooner as soon as they were convinced this was the only crazy guy involved in something
2: like this, it would have knocked all that down. It would have knocked Uh a lot of it down, and it just got out of control. And and By the way, if you still look at the Twitter thread, my my sense is for people who didn't watch the other video, which is the break into the house— and this is what I've seen on Twitter. People thought, well, he doesn't have his pants on. What's well, in the middle of the night. the night? Well, he's holding a drink in one hand. He is holding a drink in one hand. His left hand has a, a soda or something like that. His right hand is on the hammer with the DePape guy. Right. Who, who knows what happened? But what we do know what happened, he got cracked in the head hard right. by yeah. this guy. With he the was hammer trying to de-escalate. It looked like to me
3: that he was like trying to keep the guy calm because, you know, he was like, eh, you know, and he kept trying, you know, he kept putting his hand on it to just try to keep and he goes okay okay you know let's stop here
1: and then boom yeah he might have been having one of those moments where hey pal let's talk about this Can right you, you want a drink let's just yeah let's know, just be, be trying to figure out how to wait for the police the maybe or yeah well yeah, it didn't, to buy time
3: if we remember wasn't didn't he call police and in in the line was open on the nine one one call
1: yes yeah, yeah
3: so he may have been just trying to stall the by guy some by mm-hmm. some time until the police got there and so then when you answer the door and the police are there that You know, could escalate things.
2: Well, look, we're we're going to move on from that because now I think that some of the questions have certainly been answered and the bigger story today is the Tyree Nichols video, which is going to be released tonight. The officials in Memphis have promised that this video of a police beating, we had all of the five officers yesterday charged with murder in that case. All of the officers are black. They were fired last week, accused of using excessive force. This is the police chief in Memphis, C.J. Davis, and what we're hearing is that this video, which we'll see in a few hours, is even worse, perhaps, than Rodney King.
1: I was in law enforcement during the Rodney
2: King um, uh, incident, and it's, it's, you know, very much aligned with that same type of behavior. And that it's worse? Sort of
1: groupthink. think. Um, I, would, I would say it's about the same, if not worse.
2: If not worse. If not worse. So a lot of bracing now. They're calling out the National Guard. We don't know what's going to happen here in St. Louis. Chief, first reaction from what we know about this case so far. Well, I
1: have to tell you, um, it moved very quickly. I mean, remember, this just happened on the 7th of January, January, this incident. Two things. One, this incident started like many of these incidents, with the suspect not complying with the police. That's not to mean there's an excuse for what they did. What I'm saying is, is, if this individual would have just given up, he got pulled over for reckless driving, apparently. If he would have just given up, we wouldn't know who Tyree Nichols is today. However, he didn't, he ran. So they had this big resisting in two different sites on on foot, uh, pepper sprayed, tased, obviously sounds like beaten. uh, But once this came to light, there's five officers there. The next big issue here is there's no supervisor on the scene. That's another common um, thing that you see in these cases where there's no supervisor, the exception that Stacey Coons, remember him from Rodney King, LAPD, Sergeant, participated in the beating of Rodney King. So I'm not saying it can't fail if a supervisor's there. However, it's a lot less likely. So if you have five officers out there acting on their own with no supervisor, I question that to begin with because that supervisor's supposed to have a cooler head um, and be able to stop those kind of things from happening because it almost becomes like, I'll call it like a pack mentality, uh, a adrenaline rush, here's a guy, how dare you challenge my authority, and it goes downhill from there, and now this guy is dead. However, the city of Memphis moved quickly. They were terminated and indicted in less than two weeks of when this first happened. That's almost
2: unheard of. So look, we, it, we're, we'd we just be not talking about reality here if we didn't face the, um, the fact that these are all black officers. So then the question becomes, will the reaction be different? Because we've seen these protests before, but mostly about white officers. So it, it's sad that we even have to have bracing for violence, but my guess is, When this video gets released, there are going to be people reacting, Jane, and that's what they're bracing for. The reason they're not releasing it until later in the day is because they want to make sure that schools are out and businesses are closed because they're expecting the worst.
3: I mean, it's interesting that they're following the same uh, model that Bob McCullough followed when he announced the decision on the Michael Brown case. And, you know, he was criticized resoundingly for, for waiting until after dark, because, you know, for the same reasons. But I, I, I actually think that's the right thing to do. I mean, you know, um, you have to be. Well, for the
2: safety of everyone else, absolutely. it is the right yeah, thing I to mean, do. Yeah, I mean, if there's going to be civil unrest,
4: I think they would like to have normal yeah. people home from work, off the streets. Right, and kids
3: home yeah. from school and yeah. all of that. So, um, I, I, you know, I, you've got an attorney for the family that's doing everything in his power to stoke racial mm-hmm. uh, tension, which I find really unfortunate. Um, and making this, you know, about race, I
2: mean... Uh, you know, I... I- well, there, there's, a, there's even a CNN story that, that I just retweeted out because it's like the, the two shootings, the horrible shootings from California where there were two Asian people who were involved and it was all already Asian hate, anti-Asian hate before anyone knew the fact. CNN's got a piece up by uh, Van Jones. The police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they still might have been driven by racism. So it's always going to be about racism. But Jack, are you sensing, you were at the uh, the Board of Aldermen today, are, are we bracing here in St. Louis? we got a new police chief, right? We don't know what's going to happen here either. Oh, well, we were busy giving ourselves a raise today so no
4: there was no discussion <laughs> yeah they
3: were no, distracted no, there was no
4: discussion of uh of tyree nichols um but you know it does appear the city officials in memphis have handled this as, as best they can thus far i guess we'll see what happens tonight um but to, to the chief's point you know they moved swiftly uh released the you know they're going to release the video tonight they've indicted these officers I think they're going to be held accountable, so hopefully there's there's justice for Ms. Nichols, Here's, Mr. Nichols' family. The
2: one thing that I would say, and I, we'll see if there's agreement here, because everybody gets into their corners when we see things like this, right? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it is white police officers. But also for the most part, there is resisting. And you see things, I guess, through your own lens. We, we know that. So whenever we've had people, and Jacob Blake is maybe the best example recently for me. That was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where he was not prosecuted, should not have been because there was a weapon involved and it was pretty clear. But that didn't prevent everyone from trying to jump to conclusions. Even the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, held a moment of silence or whatever they did. No, the players didn't even want to play because of Jacob Blake. But in this particular case, now I don't know this for certain, when we all see this video, my guess is that if it's as bad as they say, we're all going to say, yeah, that that there's no defense of these officers and they need to be prosecuted. So it's the accountability fact factor. But that will not be something, I suppose, that will matter. In other words, the reaction from everyone, if generally you're going to have people out there that are going to still blame the victim, if the general consensus is this was horrific, atrocious, the cops should be fired and prosecuted, this is pretty serious, we're all kind of on the same page there, right? There's no right. disagreement. And isn't
3: that where we want to be, where everybody agrees when there's something egregious the, the, the consequences so then, don't riot.
2: I guess my point is, then maybe we shouldn't riot. Still and, well, and maybe they won't. They won't. Right. Maybe know, they won't. Very well. If there's peaceful protest right. to
4: to point out, you know, that the state, you know, brutally murdered somebody, um, I think that's fine. If there's right. not rioting, I, mean, I don't want to jump to conclusions and and condemn, you know, protests, well, riots that haven't
3: happened. That's yet. a good. Riots if, is look, different right. than We've protesting. Braced,
2: there's been a couple of times where I've braced going into weekends on things that were similar. Maybe not this, you know much of a powder keg and it didn't happen which is yeah. good. So we do have the opportunity hopefully for calmer heads to prevail but you just don't know what you're going to see. On I just that wish video. we
3: would see outrage over the shooting of a of a child. And uh, you know and I know and I don't want to do all the what about is but it's like you know victims of crime you know we're going to have since we were looking at this cuz we we're looking at it at the state level since you know in 5 years in 15 years of local control we will have more people at this rate, shot and killed um, in the city of St. Louis than we had die in the Twin Towers. Okay, I mean, that's that's mass murdering. Okay, there's mass murdering going on and there's no outrage. There's no I mean, Uh, I agree, you know, and I just I just wish that there was some outrage over victims of gun violence.
2: It's a rear and round table. Jane Duker, Tim Fitch, Jack Coder uh, on that front. Chief, I'll, I'll come back to you on this. We had another situation. Jane, you sent this to me the other night. All the carjackings that occurred, mm-hmm. you had a shooting at the foundry, and then the mm-hmm. kids that were you know, responsible or allegedly responsible for that were, were let go. Uh, communications issue is what it was <laughs> deemed. Uh, I, I mentioned this again yesterday. I had a friend, and you're hearing this more and more. And I've heard it over the decades, if you will. And I think I've said 15 years ago I would have rejected it. But people that don't want to come downtown because they don't think it's safe. This would be, by the way, a, a night to not come to downtown just because you don't know. But the carjackings are out of control, and not happening downtown, by the way. Those are <laughs> well, in Hampton Village. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good point. But it's crews from here in the city. Yeah, yeah and you,
1: you carjack someone, you're mobile. Uh, there's nothing. St- look at what's going on in St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of this spillover into St. Charles County. St. Louis County's had it for years. But now St. Charles County, I mean, they're having issue after issue mm-hmm. after issue out there. Uh, they actually shot and killed a guy. And I was talking to one of the police chiefs out there. And they said, what really surprised us is when we got in pursuit with the guy who was going west on 70. Usually they're going east on 70. Yep, to go back um, to the sanctuary so, so that one said they they thought they that one really caught them off guard because they were setting yeah. up, you know, check roadblocks yeah. and things like that. Strips. They're so like, whoa, he's going west. Yeah. Well, west on 70. So, so. Um, yeah, it's it's a spillover effect, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I have to blame a little bit is our friends in Jefferson City. They lowered the age from an adult. Mm-hmm. Remember that a couple yes. of years ago as part of criminal justice reform? Yeah, it's
4: one yeah. of the reasons we've had so many juveniles breaking Absolutely. out of the juvenile yes. detention centers explain, because these juveniles what you here. are it used to be, it,
1: you, If you were a juvenile, it used to be you were a juvenile when you were 16 and below. Now it's 17 and below. So you're handled much differently today than you were before the change in the state law. So now if you're 17 and you're out doing carjackings and whatever, you're handled in the family Why court. Why did they do that? that was Republicans was did of, that? It was part of criminal justice reform.
3: And here's the thing, though. I mean, I you know, while I agree that that's problematic, we're seeing 12- and 13-year-olds. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't lower the well, age the kids, low yeah, enough the, to no, get I'm after with some Jane. of this. the Glocks
4: at the foundry that were released, which—
2: Fourteen and fifteen they year olds They were young,
4: yeah. I mean, they were they were juveniles. No matter under the what,
2: old law as any well. law, yes. Yeah. yeah, well, and you're right because they're going to feel. Well, my house was burglarized in the city. This was when my tenant was in it. The fourteen year old kid just slipped in because he was skinny enough to get into the basement. And you know, the crews know that. And, and, hire and by the way, there are adults. And not get charged.
3: There are adults. That are priming all of this. And, yeah. you know, well, yeah, look, that's
2: what I mean. They're run, very, They know it. They're smart. They understand well, that yeah, these, these kids, kids won't are going to get right back right. out. Exactly.
3: And, but, I mean, I know that the legislature is looking at ways to sort of maybe do a RICO type of situation where if you can find an adult that's putting these kids up to this or part of this criminal ring, that you can go after the adults yeah. too.
2: Hang on. We have much more to go. It's a rear and round table for a Friday afternoon.
5: Call from mom. Answer
2: it. Call silenced.
1: This is absolutely insane. We now, the aldermen, will be making more than a police officer, more than a paramedic, I
4: ultimately hope this will attract a, you know, better crop of candidates, folks with professional
2: backgrounds to run for these jobs. All right, Jack Coder, who's on the panel this afternoon defending Poor the Jack. pay raise. What, <laughs> you vote, well, you're look, look. you're the lame duck guy. You yeah. couldn't take a stand and say, this is not money wisely spent. We're going to double the salary of the Board of aldermen. We're also having the size of the Board of aldermen, which is
4: essentially revenue neutral. We're going from 28 to 14 members. And, and the ones that are there who are going to have districts that are twice as big are going to get a raise. Um... Future alderman. Now, I voted for it. I, you know, my colleagues, a couple of them did a lot of research, looked at similar sized legislatures across across the state, uh, you know, cid, like city councils across the, With the state. With 300,000,
3: less than 300,000 residents. We looked at, yeah, we looked at him, other Jane. cities.
4: Go get them, Jane. Come and on, it was, I about, do it, better. it was comparable. I mean, some make more. Um, you know, and I, you know, there's going to be some question as to whether it's going to be a full time job or not. I think that's still to be decided. That'll take. Most likely a charter. Because oh, what you
3: want to do is attract people looking for a full time job.
4: Well, I don't think so. I, I mean, <laughs> what I hope this does and, and it's the reason I voted for it is, you know, look at the current crop of aldermen. Um, you know, there are some folks there that. Frankly, I'm surprised they can find their way to City Hall every day. And I, uh, it's my Without hope that invited. what we're going to do is get a it, by raising the salary, you start to attract folks with some professional level of expertise, whether they're you know doctors, lawyers, accountants, people with real world experience who might be willing to serve on these boards, because it is a big financial sacrifice if you're going to do these jobs. Um, and, so, and we've got to be able to attract
2: better did candidates. Did you say, wait, Tim, I want you to continue here, but did you say, so would this affect current board members no. or not? No, no, no. It's, okay. it's for the future okay. 14 aldermen. Right. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. I, I will grant you, you that. I, feel I still think it's stupid, but right. go ahead. Right. right. You yeah, cannot raise pay. Your pay and, and,
4: and Remember, we're, we might be doubling the salary, but we're having the number of aldermen. So how many people will they represent each alderman? So each alderman will represent they'll go from roughly 11,000 people to 22,000 So people.
1: I had 143,000 and yeah. 20,000 a year and yeah. I, I, a, I there's no sympathy there. Well, but, you know,
4: it's also a different it's a different job than being on the county council frankly. I mean, you got the county council, you, you know, you guys there's still municipal governments layered below yeah, you. Yeah, but you're
1: the unincorporated. I was the mayor of District 3. 143,000 people. Right. So you take care of all the unincorporated area. In a district
2: three, that's, that's their about, muni well, government. You've also, he's I, I also you got could, staff. Uh, there's no staff at the board. Make I mean, the case that that was under compensation for right, the county absolutely. councilman, it, right? No doubt is. about it. It is. I mean, it, it, it,
1: yeah. And we're going to take that up in, in just a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be on what's called the council compensation committee, and we will decide and make a recommendation to the full council on whether or not they should raise the pay. Right. Ernie Trakas wants to raise it to sixty thousand from twenty. I think that's excessive. Others have talked But there could about, be a
2: compromise, right? A
1: yeah, oh, compromise would be maybe 40. I don't mm-hmm. know. However, Seven. I think if you're going to raise the pay that much, you have to require a certain minimum hours that they put in.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and some of that's up to the voters. If they want to elect people that aren't going to you know, resp- be responsive and do their jobs, they need to get thrown out of office.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would take a charter change for the county to say you're required to put in a minimum of... Pick a number. Thirty. Well, I, 30 so I guess a the week.
4: board could do that. Yeah. and if buy, they're going to
3: be full-time employees now, then we have to pay benefits and we have to pay. Well, we like,
2: already we already have. I mean, yeah. oh, they're already yeah, doing. Yeah, that. that's already part way. of the compensation. Okay. So, you so you already what already have would make all it? it what what distinguishes it from part-time to full-time? What would be the change if they? I go mean, to full-time? in some so like, They've for example, the
4: county executive or the mayor, you know, in in the city, have to. You know, spend their all of their efforts, or I don't know what the language. Oh, is. Oh, like si- you mean
2: like Sam Page? I yeah. right? Okay, I, yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. In in,
4: in in the city, you know, huh. and in the county, the city, county council and this and the board of aldermen, they can have separate jobs. And frankly, more of them, it would be better if they did have separate jobs. There's very few people that. Have full time employment right. at least on the board. And, I mean,
3: and, and can I just say one thing? I mean, you could be a police officer your entire career for thirty years and never get to seventy two thousand dollars. And they put their life on their line every day, and they're dang dang full time.
5: Yeah, and, and, and Jen, that's I frustrating.
4: They need a raise too, and I, I don't do. think. And I don't think there's disagreement amongst the current crop of aldermen that, well, there is about the police with some of the aldermen. But I think there's, you know, when you see the next group of aldermen come in, I think there's going to be an effort to look at holistically at city wages for every department. We're kind of under the gun because the new aldermen can't give themselves a raise. So if we didn't get this done before our session ends, really, next in the next two weeks, um, there wasn't going to be an opportunity to do so for another.
3: Is the mayor going to sign it?
4: I don't know. That's a good question. I would assume and is so.
3: ENA, does ENA have to approve it?
4: Uh, it, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't believe the board of E&A has to approve it because it'll
3: be part of the budget. I guess when the yeah. budget comes through. Yeah.
2: So there was a story this week, uh, I wish I had violin music, I really do, for the city of St. Louis right now, that shows (laughs) that the city's going to lose potentially $150 million in earnings taxes because of the pandemic. God, I hope so. Let me just say this. And I have no empathy, Jack, sorry, because this is an administration and and a board that wants to send women to pay for abortions in Illinois before prioritizing things here. So any kind of whining about money that you're not going to have from a tax that should have been phased out 15, 20 years ago, I don't want to hear any of it. I'm actually quite happy about this situation.
4: Well, the, the city's position, uh, you know, in this case, I, I think is somewhat laughable. Basically, it is laughable. The city changed its own rules on how the earnings tax, uh, you know, how earnings tax rebates are given in the middle of the pandemic when folks are working from home. Kansas City, which also has an earnings tax, did the exact opposite. Right, right. They refunded the money for yes. people, you know, especially for that period of time from, from March of 2020 through the end of the year when many folks didn't step foot in the city and instead, we've taken the position, changed the rules, and said, "Oh, you might have been, never stepped foot in the city and live in the county, but you got to pay this tax." Now, I think the city's going to appeal to stall, but there doesn't seem to be a plan for what to do with buy buy Rams money. A, yeah, it, it could be all of the Rams money. Now, what we should have done, what I've asked asked the mayor's office about this, is saying, "Why don't we set aside some of the remaining American Rescue Plan Act dollars, just park them?" and say, if we lose this suit, here they are, because we can cover this,
5: which is what the
4: money was for, right? I mean, the money was for revenue replacement and, right. and, and, and digging us out of the pandemic, and this would be a perfect example. Well, I find
3: it, it here's on. another thing, I find it ironic that they would demand that people pay earnings tax when the Board of Aldermen didn't. Show up to physical city at the. I mean, they didn't come to work until what three weeks weeks ago? But
4: presumably, we
1: all live in the city. Well,
3: no, you do, but still, (laughs) like, I mean, if you don't have to go to work, I mean, can't you see how the people in the county didn't come to work in the city? I
1: I like Mayor Jones' plan. Did you see her plan when this was first talked about getting rid of the earnings tax? Well, instead of getting rid of it in the city, why don't we see if we can get the county to pass it? And we have an earnings tax in the city and the county. Brilliant. Oh, so wow. county wow, residents man. or people working in the county would have to pay yeah. an earnings tax. That way, because the argument is, is people run out to the county and open a business, run out to the county to live, don't work in the city, so they're losing this. So if we make everybody in the metro area pay an earnings tax... We're all in a level playing field. That was yeah. Her, that was her thought.
3: I think county so. residents would really love that. Yeah.
1: They would have give Sam more money. They would have given use tax, a wafer right. tax. Right. Right. absolutely. So, no, that's not going to happen.
4: No, it's not going to happen. I mean, look, in a perfect world, I would prefer if we didn't have two business districts in Clayton and downtown competing against one another. And, frankly, the earnings tax is a big driver absolutely. of that, right? I mean, professional services in particular mm-hmm. um, don't want to be subject to that 1% tax and and have shown they're willing to move. So between crime and the earnings tax, uh, the situation here is, is getting pretty dire. Yeah. Jane,
2: Jane, what are you sensing? Let's kind of shift to Jeff City just a little mm-hmm. bit and what they're doing related to St. Louis and the effort yep. for um, local control and you know things along those lines. What, what What's the early word from Jeff City on those attempts?
3: Well, there were early hearings. Um, I was up in Jeff City last week and they had a, a hearing right away on state control of the police department. And... Uh, There was a lot of testimony, and uh, the new chief came and um, the outgoing public safety director.
2: Dan Isom, who who decided this week we found out he had resigned, right?
3: Correct. He's resigning. And um, so, um, so yeah, it was a quick hearing, and and a lot of people testified about all of the problems with the cops, and there were not a lot of answers as to you know oh yeah we're, we're it's going to be great it's going to be great it's going to be great and you know we but Dan had,
2: Isom and others would testify against local control they were yeah. against state control state control I'm sorry yes sorry. which is interesting because
3: when he was the police chief he wanted. He wanted state control because he didn't want politics infiltrating the police department. And actually, that's exactly what's happened. Then there was also a hearing on Thursday regarding um, whether there should be a special prosecutor appointed to handle um, the most violent of cases um, and sort of take jurisdiction away from the circuit attorney, and um, there was a ton of testimony about that. Um, you know, the testimony that I just got. You know, there's four thousand two hundred cases just in the last two well, years. Wouldn't that seem
2: to be like a no brainer, or, or not? What? Why is oh, that? controversial? I mean, if you,
3: I mean, the because legislature was really, really on board. She didn't come, yeah, and then she, course. then she, she got mad. It. And then said, oh, no, I didn't know that you were having a hearing. Now, she's a former legislator, which right. I find interesting that she couldn't look and see the calendar like everybody else did. But so now the hearing is now going to be reopened. So she she is supposedly going to Jeff City to testify on Monday. So I'll, so there, I'll be there's there. there's
4: pushback from prosecutors really across the, the state from all the county prosecutors who kind of are looking at this and saying this is an erosion of their powers. Yeah, they, this is specific to the city. But, you know, you are basically taking away the will of the people. They elect these prosecutors, including in the city. We've elected this woman. She's I, terrible I at her job. She's incompetent. But she's been elected and re-elected. And at some point, the city voters have to wake up and say, well, we want to change.
3: This is a county office. It's never been this. This idea that local control, you, you, you know what controls Kim Gardner? State statutes. So I agree. Not, not, <laughs> not. You know, she's always been a county office. I mean, this local control nonsense is hilarious. And I'm just like. This is I, I can't believe. Yeah, it's sad that we have to have it. And I agree. Look, I, I worked with the prosecutors. My husband was a prosecutor for 25 years. And I don't want to erode an independent prosecutor unless we are in the most dire of circumstances. But when asked, do you think the circuit attorney, the head, the person who was testifying on behalf of the Missouri Association of Prosecuting Attorneys, when asked, is Kim Gardner prosecuting to the standard in which you in your office would? No. no. Is no. she prosecuting, you know, to any standard? No. What is your solution for this problem? Good Nothing. question.. Yeah. Yeah.
4: My fear with this with proposal though is I mean, I, I get some of the most serious felony cases would flow to this special prosecutor with their own staff and everything. But you know, the 4,200 cases you you just mentioned. You know, some of those are higher level felonies. A lot of those are lower level felonies. And that's part of the lawlessness we're seeing every day. The reckless driving, the yeah. shooting out of cars, right. the rolling gun battles. I mean, none of this Which I getting consider that I, guess violent, the way, yes. I, I consider the that violent, by the
3: way. I consider that real violent the you know, my,
1: my feeling is we'll let them have Kim Gardner. What's the population of the city now? Down just to just
4: shy of it's, 290. it's
1: going to continue to go down. It is businesses will continue to move out. Residents will continue to move out. Police officers will continue to leave the city police department until they hit rock bottom. It's not going to stop. I don't care what they do in Jeff City. It's not going to stop.
2: And I, I understand it affects it's the entire region. It I is. Get that. H- However, well, it's got to be. Do so we have to go? I think we've hit rock bottom. I don't know if we've it's, hit. I don't think we have the core of the rock, bankrupt, but we've, we've hit yet. rock bottom. They're
1: not bankrupt yet, but they're trying. It needs to be like Detroit. Hit rock bottom. The state had to come in take over their financial affairs. They had to file bankruptcy, and it's coming back. If you haven't been to Detroit lately, it's coming back. Even the suburbanites say it's coming back. That's what it took for them to wake up and say we need different leadership.
3: It's just hard for me to watch it burn. I know, I, I, yeah. you it's, know? I it's really hard.
2: It's, it's you know, and, and
3: yeah. for these cops who who want, you know, so I mean this idea It's worse
2: that... for me it's worse right now to see all this happening just because there's the the counterbalance is so positive. The soccer stadium and everything right. that's going on downtown, the foundry, right. all this stuff is people want to come down and see it. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of buzz, but They don't feel like it's safe. So hang on, crew. We got one more segment to go here of a Reardon Roundtable on a Friday. Alderman Jack Coder, former St. Louis County Councilman Tim Fitch. County Police Chief as well. And Jane Duker on the panel. We're back with more in a moment. Oh, we got Susan News coming up in the next hour. Paul Hall and Entertainment, a bunch of stuff going on, um, the Netflix and stuff like that. He's been buzzing about this show shrinking on Apple TV Plus, and that is out today. So we'll talk about that. A show called Poker Face on Poker Face, rather, on Peacock. But we still have one more segment of the Reardon Roundtable to Go. Jane Duker is with us, former St. Louis County Police Chief and um, Councilman Tim Fitch and current, but outgoing, lame duck, Alderman Jack Coder is with us as well. Let me um I don't know what to start with here. Let me touch base on a bit of a speed round here. I feel like I'm starting with Tim on everything. I'll start with you. He'll have something to say about Tony Weaver mm. and his sentence. <laughs> after, I, was that a light sentence? Let's oh, explain Tony Weaver. God. What, was, what was his position that he had? Tim, he was the change coordinator At the of jail. Jail.
1: At the jail. Yeah, what's that jail, mean? Jail
2: embedded in the government. He's now I'm going
1: to be on the other side of the bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so he experience. coordinated yeah. himself
3: right into jail, and I'm like, you know, and these aldermen are going away for four years, and this guy, I, it just seems what did really he get, 18, eighteen
2: months and 18 then months, a ten thousand dollar fine. He...
3: Was you know okay? Granted, he was a bad criminal because he was unable to actually get the money, but he intended to be a millionaire off of stealing small business relief funds in the middle of a pandemic.
2: Somebody was quoted after this sentence as saying that there, there, this was not an example of um, public corruption. How, right. how could it not how, be an example? Of I mean, he's corruption? a
3: high-ranking political appointee, and right.
2: started talking about being a millionaire when Sam Page was elected again. Sam yes. Page
1: was his direct supervisor. Let's just <laughs> absolutely. Say it, like it
3: is. He was accountable to no one but yeah. Sam.
2: And, and when the indictment came out, Sam took credit for firing him
1: and then saying, "Because yes. of the protocol I had in place, it saved the county from losing this money." Yeah. No. Tony was stupid and and filed it late when the money was exhausted, Sam. This had nothing to do with your policy. Do
3: you find it interesting, though, that Sam's spokesperson came out and said, oh, we dispute you, that the money hadn't run out yet? Yeah,
1: right. Good one.
3: I'm like, I I don't know. Do you want to? I mean, does he want to fight with the prosecutor? I don't get it.
1: The whole thing is really weird well it was nice for Tony Weaver to give credit to Rochelle Walton Gray yeah and uh, to tell the guy that set him up that they would all be millionaires after Sam Absol- his next term
2: Bray, office, I mean
3: so. this guy's throwing it yeah. around because he he actually has yeah. the ability to get that done and
2: I mean that's corruption in my mind I, I was stunned by that but I guess we've come to expect it let's go to Washington there's oh. never anything that's happening there Um Jack, I'll start with you on this. Every do you have any confidential or or you know classified documents, documents because in my house. I'd be searching your garage <laughs> if you have a Corvette or anything. Now Mike Pence has confidential or right. classified documents. There there's a couple of different fronts we can attack here. One, I think there seems to be an emerging general consensus that there's too much classification of documents and yeah. there's questions about why we don't have these things digitized, but good lord, does this neuter I mean just from a political standpoint, Trump Pence and the president for 2024. I, I
4: mean it's all I think it's it's not as big a political issue obviously if if everyone's going to have classified documents in their houses. I don't you wonder what how many classified documents Barack Obama and George Bush you know actually you know have in their houses. Hey, Jimmy Carter's still stuff? around too. Let's not well, forget but about Carter, him. Well, Jimmy Carter's presidency predates the records act. Right. Oh. So he didn't get the nasty DOJ. So Jimmy's from off, DOJ. The hook, Mark. off the hook. He's off the hook. I mean yes, this is the, the I think the biggest issue here is one obviously there's an issue with classification. We're classifying pro- overclassifying things probably and you know it maybe these presidents do need to have some special way to take some documents back for their memoirs I don't know I still think the difference between the Pence situation the and the Biden situation versus Trump is these guys found these documents and are cooperating and turned them over. The feds had to raid Mar-a-Lago to go get the documents. That's a very different situation than what we're finding here. Now, well, it's a drip-drip okay. well, with it Biden. You're right. It's
2: a different situation. The question, though, is it – was it warranted? Was that an overreaction on the part of the feds? I think at this point well, we can you say Trump, yes. Would you,
1: would you trust people that Biden has sent into your house no. to do this search? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So he had good reason, uh, I think, to stall. To stall for a year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had oh, he yeah, had ample absolutely. opportunity to cooperate and turn over my the documents, and the they raided Republican his house. the President came in; he would have turned them over.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think we need to have like you can't tell me that there's not some sort of technology. Put a little bleep thing or something on a piece of paper <laughs> that's classified. Well, and the worst thing is, have
1: you, you, ever you seen classified documents? I've seen plenty of them in my. my I never spider. have. No, I'm just a radio. There, are, what most can I of say? them are a Really, this is a classified document. that the Chinese restaurant down the streets street up serving fried rice. That's really a wow. You know, it's like, it's it's. Stunning, what they call yeah, classified—really yeah. stunning. It's well, a and that's what I
2: heard Larry Summers talk about this when, when the whole thing broke a couple weeks ago with Biden. Summers, who was in the administration, mm-hmm. said, "Look, I, you know, I knew what the rules were, but he, he did. He pointed out that it's classification. You know, he wasn't trying to get Biden. Don't in the take them
3: home. I'm sorry. I'm still in the mind that they're all wrong. Don't take things. home. Oh, I can't home.
1: picture Biden or Trump or Pence." packing their own boxes to take home you know what i'm saying i don't envision that well that's true too
3: but somebody did people
1: pack that stuff and send it to them
3: classified it usually has a designation
1: you know it says boxes
3: closed up i guess i just i mean somebody needs to take better but you're right if it's over classified it's crazy but you know you're like you really hope there isn't something that's really really important that was right in the documents
4: but i think it also gets to what do you do i mean it's for, for any of these guys so now who knows if this, is, if this is going to continue, if George W. Bush or Barack Obama are going to find classified documents that they didn't even know they had. I guess but you, I, won't,
1: you won't hear if they have. I,
4: I'm guessing <laughs> they're doing some some thorough searches oh, of I their bet they're, filing okay. cabinets now.
2: So on a, on a Republican front today in Dana Point, California, or Dana Point, California? I don't know that. Dana Dana Point, California, the RNC met today. They Mm reelected Ronna McDaniel to a fourth uh, term, two-year term at the helm of the RNC. I would have been in uh, the—I have nothing against Ronna. She's been a guest on the show many times. I think a change in leadership was certainly warranted after the last couple of cycles. Ron DeSantis came out strongly about that this week, but it didn't matter. Now, it wasn't like the competition was extremely stiff. You had the pillow guy, Mike Lindell, who was on the ballot. He did come away with a whopping four votes in this particular leadership battle. But again, it is uh, Ronna McDaniel, the granddaughter of uh, Mitt Romney, which a lot of people just don't even like that. I-, I don't know. It's a private vote. We don't know how people voted. These things tend to be— It's a cruddy um,
5: job. Sorry. Well, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, Why not Why not have a change in leadership, right? Weren't, weren't there other options? I think Ronna McDaniel coming out of this, I know it's all about power, Chief, but wouldn't you say, okay, maybe it's time. I've done three terms. We haven't succeeded in the way that I had hoped— Maybe someone else should have a turn.
1: Some people just can't give it up. It's as simple as that. They just can't give up that yeah. power. They just don't know how to do that. Um, at some point, all everybody in power has to realize at some point they're going to be out one way or the other. Uh, so she should have given it up. Even I think Eric Schmidt voted against her. Uh, I think he made that pretty clear that he was against her coming back. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any fallout
2: from all of this. By the way, on the topic of Senator Schmidt, he was a guest earlier this week. Um, I guess he doesn't know committee assignments. Did you see the story about the Judiciary Committee? Mm -hmm. The Politico reported that he was asking some members of the Judiciary Committee to step aside because he'd like to be on that committee. And that became somewhat controversial Um, on the. Senate front, though, I guess, did Lucas Kuntz say he is getting involved in this race for sure against Senator Hawley, who this week called I for a ban of I think, I think yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. He so, He's been raising money. Right. Yeah. So is there anything else? That- so
3: did Spencer
4: Toter. Oh, come on. That guy again? Uh,
3: yeah, he filed, too.
4: <laughs> Who's that?
3: He, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only Democrats know. But, yeah, he filed again, I think. So, yeah, we got Lucas and, and Hawley.
2: Uh, all right, a couple other things here I want to get to before the um, before the hours. <laughs> I want to talk about Dave Chappelle and what happened the other night, Jane. You mm-hmm. love the show, but let's I not did. talk about the topic, the comedy. Chris Rock, you had some warm-ups. But it was controversial because people couldn't get in. They had to seal up your phones. And then Kevin Johnson wrote a story about this in the Post a couple of days ago. And there were mixed reactions. There were plenty of people that were in the camp that you were because you said, yeah, we had to wait. And I didn't get out of there past midnight. But you loved the show. But a lot of people were not happy. They even said, Kevin's report said people were leaving early and cutting the bags open, mm-hmm. not even waiting yeah, for take them.
3: Yeah, well, and because here, I think people would have been far less uptight about that if the show hadn't lasted so long. Describe I got this bag. It's it's like a neoprene bag I mean, with a super magnet that keep it. It's a super magnet. It's and you have to have a special little device to open it up, oh, and only huh. the company that does mm. it has it. So, I mean, it's it, it's it's a it's ingenious in some ways, but. Yeah. I got there at six thirty because I knew there would be a line because of the phone thing, and they warned you. They, they warned, warned you like about five the phone emails. Thing? Okay. I got about this. People were warned, so they can't. Well, oh, that's like- good. Yes. And then so I'm like, okay, I want to get there early because I don't want to like deal with that. And then um, you know, but then he was stuck on the tarmac, and the show was an mm-hmm. hour and forty minutes late. And so I ended up like I didn't walk out of Enterprise until twelve thirty, quarter to midnight. That was six Sunday. hours yeah. without my phone. You don't know what time it is. People get a little people get a little whacked out, you know, and they're like, so now that well, it's over for
2: you in particular, you must right? be shaking because you couldn't yes, tweet. Right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't
3: tweet. I couldn't. Wait, and couldn't you, you
2: make had to an go.
1: Emergency
3: phone call? You, you had to go to an, a, a specific tent. They unlock it. You. Make Make her uh-huh. phone call yeah, you and get then access. To well, so it. You had access right. in
4: the story. It made it telling. Like some people thought it was a surprise they wouldn't have access. Oh, to Oh no! Their I phones. got
3: five emails. Okay. If they, then they weren't paying attention. Yeah. and and so and that's this why I went. Common um, comedy show. but you so had to.
2: It's it it happening is, more often. Right? It is
3: because but you could get they bring canceled. Their guns in? Um, no okay,
1: no, guns, just, just no guns
2: I think
3: it's uh, and well, I had to put off my Apple watch so I didn't know what time it was. It's that more than is just weird. getting
2: canceled because they're, they're, they're trying to make sure the copyright material doesn't get out there and just you know a bunch of videos what where it people ruins don't have to the see jokes shows. if everybody right.
3: sees them and the, then they, they're on a tour. The thing
2: about that is my, my takeaway would be I think Jane, you might agree that this probably wouldn't even has been a big issue. Some people would have been a little upset but because the show is late then it
3: I think that's what it exacerbated, exacerbated the problem it, yes and but you know what you could if you wanted if you couldn't wait but I mean I walked and you just followed the swarm. I and mean, all they did was have to touch it, mm. and it would come apart. And then you pulled your phone and your watch out, mm. and you throw it in the bin. But you
2: could easily cut it. All right. Mm-hmm. Out of time. One more topic as we go out: Chip Carry, apparently the new voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, taking over for Dan McLaughlin. Any? He, he graduated with me, nineteen eighty-three mm-hmm. class of nineteen eighty-three really? Parkway West, oh, wow. coming back from Atlanta. Another Carry yeah. in St. Louis. The Cardinals have not made that official yet. Any reaction? He's a good broadcaster.
3: Yeah, I mean I, mean, I think yeah, I yeah. think it's
2: wonderful. Yeah. yeah I, I mean no we you with know, I
3: mean of course I'm gonna miss Danny Mac. I want I mean, to hear him
2: sing Take Me Out to
3: the Ball. Well that too. And you yeah. know what? Their voices are kind of similar. Yeah. And and yeah. so I like that. It's sort of like the Kelly thing. You almost feel like you're still hearing them.
2: Jack, good to see you. Good to see you, Mark. Tim good to Fitch, see you, Sue. awesome to have you on the panel. Thanks Jane, you're your gonna case. hang out, right? I'm gonna hang Thanks. out. We're gonna do it again in the next hour.
0: Get more at 971 talk.com